0: Imagine your greatest passion is a sport. Let's say soccer. What happens when you're told you cannot play this sport in your country just because of your gender? But you persist. And after many years, your country slowly begins to become more liberal. Girls are now allowed to play soccer. And suddenly, you are a part of the vanguard of women inspiring a new generation of girls. This is exactly the situation today in Saudi Arabia. But through programs like the one you'll hear about in today's episode, it might not take them long to catch up to the rest of the world. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of Exchange Stories.
1: We believe sports are for all, and they should not uh, be designed or dominated by a specific gender. And, um, that's the case with soccer for females. When I was young, I can recall, uh, so many people around me saying, telling me that I should stop playing soccer. It's not for you. It's not for girls. This is a boy, uh, game and just be out of it. But, uh, and actually I believed it for, uh, for a while when I was young. But then with life experience and as I grew up, I, I realized that That's not the case, and whether I'm a boy or a girl, everyone can play. Disabled, not disabled, if you're from the refugee, or if you are um, 50 years old, it does not matter. If you like something, you you can just do it.
0: This week, girls playing a quote-unquote boys' sport, seeing it in order to strive for it, and becoming trailblazers. On this episode, a journey from Saudi Arabia to Kansas City to Washington, D.C., and a glimpse into the future of women's soccer. It's 2233. We operate under a presidential mandate which says that we report what happens in the United States, warts and all.
2: Exchanges shaped to who I am. That's what we call cultural exchange. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them, they are people very much like ourselves, and that it was possible to create. Oh, that's what we call cultural exchange. Ooh, yes.
1: My name is Lujain Kashgari. I'm from Jeddah, the west coast of Saudi Arabia. I currently uh, live in the eastern coast of Saudi Arabia. I'm 26 years old and uh, I'm a soccer player and recently uh, got introduced to soccer coaching. My name is Al Jouer.
3: Uh, I'm 20 years old and I'm uh, a coach
2: and uh, a player football or soccer. Soccer. I am Maram Al Bateri, a financial analyst working in Saudi Aramco. I joined the women coaching sports visiting program that lasted about two weeks. And today is our last day.
1: During the program, we had so many visits to uh, soccer-related entities such as the U.S. National Development Center. Also, uh, we watched a soccer uh, game in the Kansas City Soccer Club. Other than that, we had so many training sessions, combination between theoretical and practical. And also we had on the field in action practice. We got uh, the chance to also observe real coaching sessions, training their own teams, which was really cool. We had so many meetups with uh, inspirational soccer players, coaches. We had a visit to um, an athletic gym where we learned all about the um, athletes' workout, nutrition, off-season.
2: I'm the managing director of the Eastern Flames Sports Club. Uh, where I have three different teams, a football team, a basketball team, and a soccer team. I started playing soccer six years ago. I'm a center midfielder. A year ago, I started coaching. I wanted to coach my daughter, a group of 12 kids, all at the age of eight, all excited and having fun. But before doing that, I wanted to get skilled I wanted to have more knowledge about how to coach. I joined many programs and this one was the most exciting. Met with so many inspirational ladies who trailblazed their way through. As a Saudi young female, I wanted to look forward to go back and implement everything I learned. Carla Thompson is someone who will play a huge role in my life. I can see myself through her. She was standing there, very powerful, with deep voice, sometimes strong and sometimes so soft. She was teaching us so many lessons. She said so many things, but one thing that I would take back home is if you can't see it, you can't strive to be it. That made me think, what do I want to be? What are my goals? How can I look how can I allow my daughter to look forward or up to me? Every time I remember Coach Carla Thompson, I remember her talking about pushing others, empowering other girls, becoming good in sports. That opening opportunities for others is very important. And this is something that I'll take back home. I'll make sure that I will unlock all the potential opportunities and push other girls, young ladies, to join sports and reach to their potential.
1: So I started playing soccer when I was eight years old. I did not join an official club or anything. Instead, I was just playing in the backyard of our house. Um, In our family, we had this weekly family gatherings where um, I used to play soccer with my extended family. So my cousins, uncles, um, they were all boys, but um, that was okay with me. And then as I grew up, uh, the love of football or soccer um, continued with me. Um, However, with some... Cultural restrictions, I kind of was, I was pulled out from the soccer field. When I uh, joined university, I found a club that um, trains soccer. So I was like, all my childhood passions came back um, and I joined uh, the club and um, I found out that I'm really passionate about soccer and I, uh, I did not forget about it. Recently, I was offered a chance to coach little kids from the age range 8 to 12, and um, I found that I really um, liked it.
0: So now you're going to hear from a theor, and I feel like this is a good time to make an interjection. There's a story about how the coach said that even though she wore number 55, she was number one in his heart. And that was because she shone so brightly on and off the field. She's a competitor. She's a bright spirit. And even though she may not have the same English skills as her teammates who were there coaching her along, she insisted on doing this interview in English with the same fire and spirit that she shown on the soccer field. So let's hear from Athir now.
3: When I was 15, I knew about a soccer club called the Yamama, so I joined since then. Through them, I started coaching kids. Now, my dream is create an academy. A55, because my name is Athir A, and 55 is my number. In order to achieve it, I started developing myself in coaching. The certificate I gained through the program and the coaches I have met motivated me to continue in soccer. I felt special. When Coach Ian said, the skills number is 55, but she is number one in my heart. I also want to be as a non skilled Saudi player and prove to the world that Saudi can do it. In 10 years, I want to coach female special needs, player and play, and win the World Cup with them. I also remember all the coaches because whenever I feel like I am giving up, I all remember them pushing me to continue my dream in soccer.
2: I can recall this moment as if it was now, her standing, talking to us, you can see in her eyes that she went back to 19, in the 1980s. She saw herself in us, because that's, our, that's us right now, um, that's what we're going through. We're trailblazing as females in sports in Saudi. Another person that plays a huge role in my life, or will play a huge role, is Ian, coach Ian Parker. He showed me football from his eyes. Well, not football, it's soccer here. How to get the kids, the players motivated. How to look at them as people before we look at them as, pers- as players. I learned another thing from my visit here. The more you personalize it, the more you care. The more you look into the details of each person, the more you'll get out of them. I lived here. I understand the culture. I know how to go around it and make it work for me. But I understand our culture even more. This is the first time that I have a roommate. For so many different reasons, we don't have that back. Now I have 12 sisters. I got to know them. Although I fought so much not to have a roommate. But now... I would definitely implement that back home.
1: In addition to all the technical expertise that we had from the training sessions, uh, there was something that uh, happened in this program that really opened my eyes to to new things. Um, As we had this visit to the uh, refugee camp, where we was at, we were asked to uh, develop um, a coaching session to to the kids from the uh, refugee camp and um this was not expected um, f- uh for me personally I was not uh um, I was not ready for uh, an experience like this. I was in the beginning, I was a little bit hesitant as I did not know how to deal with the girls or uh, what level um, what soccer level they are or um, stuff how to build relationship with them. but then as we um, as we met and talked and uh, interacted with them, we found out that uh, they're really good kids um, they they also learn fast and they really like uh, soccer. Um this experience actually opened my eyes to maybe new opportunities when we go back home maybe we can find um um uh the we can uh, reach out to refugee camps or um, the orphanage and say hey we can we can just coach you guys we can uh do these sessions for you maybe for fun In that session, when we were training the refugees, I was uh, talking to them in English. And then, by mistake, I said an Arabic word. And then one of them was like, oh, do you speak Arabic? And uh, I said, yeah, do you speak Arabic? And she's like, yeah, I'm from Egypt. And I was like, oh, uh, interesting. And then, tell me more about you, tell me more about you. And then I told her about Saudi Arabia, she told me about Egypt, and we had this, like... Um, Uh, We talked a little bit in Arabic, (laughs) and we had this kind of sweet relationship, uh, maybe um, Arab
2: relationship. (laughs) Through sports, you can do a lot. We were empowering them. Yes, we were teaching them some skills. But along the way, we were teaching them way much more. So at that point, while taking the selfie with them and cheering and screaming, yay for women's support, like for women in sports, I wish that moment would stop and everyone would look at me. I was so proud. I was so happy. That's a moment that I'll never forget. I learned about each and every one of us what she likes and what she doesn't like and how to empower each other what we learned from this program is that it's all upon us we're the one that will take that knowledge and make something out of it we can bury it or take it up there it's our choice and life choices always matter. I promise myself and I promised my teammates that I'll always support and I'll try my best to spread the knowledge that I gained from here.
1: Right, so during this program we had um, um, some time to think of uh, projects that we will bring back to the community, um, either as individual or in groups. And uh, what was really amazing in this uh, program is that the twelve of us all united together and thought of one project, one big project, which we really want to implement in Saudi Arabia. It was to officialize um, a Saudi Arabia female soccer league um so we want this to happen annually with the support of the um um soccer uh, the united the soccer united entity in saudi arabia and in addition to that we want to have this annual uh, premier league um where we can it's an opportunity for us to um, um share uh, some awareness in soccer and also create um job opportunities such as referees female referees or coaches and uh, we presented um the project to coach katie and heard her feedback uh so during when i was presenting about the project i was feeling really proud of myself and uh, in fact uh, i had this video recording i wanted to share with my family because um I was talking about something that I really am really passionate about, and I was feeling that we can actually make this change and we can um, make soccer, female, uh, make soccer happen in Saudi Arabia.
2: We are equipped, fully skilled right now. 12 powerful young ladies, each one of us has her own goals, but we all share the same love for sports, the love for soccer, the love for football.
0: I'm Christopher Wurst, Director of the Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. 2233 gets its name from Title 22, Chapter 33 of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. Our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. In this episode, Mara Malbutari, Atir Alouar, and Lujain Muhammad Ali Kashgari shared their recent experiences as part of ECA's Sports Diplomacy's Sports Visitors Program, where young athletes and coaches are chosen by U.S. overseas missions for two-week exchange programs, allowing them the opportunity to interact with Americans and experience America firsthand. For more about ECA exchange programs, check out eca.state.gov. We also encourage you to subscribe to 2233, wherever you find your podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you. Write to us at at State.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y. Yes, it's a mouthful. At state.gov. Special thanks this week to Maram, Atir, and Lujane for sharing their stories, their passions, and their dreams. I did the interview with them, along with Manny Pereira, and edited this episode. Featured music during this segment was It Isn't Time to Get Up Yet by Julie Maxwell's Piano Music, The Light Garden by Boom Boom Beckett, and Ever Now by Evgeny Taylor. And until next time, we'll leave you with this.